Hello and welcome to the first Matt and Mike at the Movies podcast. Um, this is our first episode of what we're hoping will be a regular podcast just to talk about some of our favourite films and genres as well as upcoming films that are coming out of cinemas and on streaming services soon. Um, I'm Matt and this is Mike. Hello. Uh, we've both worked in cinemas for quite a while uh, and although being a big film fan isn't a prerequisite, it does certainly help. Uh, we both quite like a, a broad span of, of uh, blockbusters, classics and some more niche and indie stuff too. Uh, you'll find out more about us over coming podcasts when you get to find out the, the films that we like and, and how we respond to um, you know the new films that we've seen. Indeed. And uh, with the appearance and uh, evolution of streaming services over the last few years, it's so easy to go back and re-watch films you love and catch ones which may have slipped under your radar. Uh, it really is a great time to watch movies and there is so much new content all the time to keep it interesting. Although obviously we'd argue that you can't beat the full cinema experience, but we might be slightly biased. Uh, so during lockdown though, uh, streaming services have obviously been a lifesaver and Disney Plus came at just the right time, uh, just at the start of the lockdown. Uh, so obviously we've both been doing a lot of watching on that. Uh, Matt, what have some of your highlights been on that? Uh, Disney Plus definitely a big highlight in and of itself. Um, being able to have like all the Marvel films at your fingertips is really good. Um, obviously like with the Mandalorian as well, that's uh, sort of like the latest sort of Star Wars thing. Um, I definitely waited till everything was available. Yeah, uh, I was rather exactly than, the same. Rather than trying to watch an episode then wait a week and watch the next one, I thought I'd <laughs> wait till it's all there. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I um, watched quite a few series at home. Um, there's been a few new things sort of like dropping in. Um, uh, like the latest series of Sinner was on Netflix, um, which I watched, and that was that was really good. Oh, I still need to watch that. I absolutely loved the first series. It yeah, the first the first yeah. series is amazing. It's, yeah. it's definitely the best of the three series, but mm. um, but you know, that's really good. Um, and then sort of like towards the end of our lockdown, uh, I started watching some of the DC series, which oh. I've kind of put off for years and years and years, and now I'm several series behind so <laughs> so so far I've, I've watched the first three series of arrow and the first series of the flash as well um and i've already got sort of like ebay orders for a lot more box sets and stuff so that'll probably keep me going for for quite a while i think to try and catch up with that <laughs> that's good I, for me it was more the uh i, I did love having the streaming services because you've got those sort of creature comforts of all the old classics that you've enjoyed over the years um, so for me, I went back uh, Disney Plus. Great having all the Marvel films. I went back and watched all three of the uh, the old Spider Man films. And whilst they might not have dated as amazingly as you might think, they were still so enjoyable just to watch again. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, Netflix. It was good to see all of the Christopher Nolan stuff on there. Obviously, very excited about an upcoming film that we've got at the cinema soon. Um, so it was good to sort of watch some of that back catalogue again. Um, I, I forgot just how amazing The Prestige was. I mean, it's it's mm. certainly in my top 10. Uh, it's such good twists, such a good script. Um, so to watch that again was brilliant. And regrettably, I watched um, Inception again. And I say regrettably only because I should have known more than anyone, we've now got that on the big screen, <laughs> the 10th anniversary edition. So I sort of uh, <laughs> wasted that opportunity watching it on the TV when I could have just waited a few more weeks and got the big screen experience. But I mean, again, what a film. What an incredible film film um so i mean they were sort of the highlights for me yeah i think we, with with noel and like the, the storytelling in the films as well as the actual visuals yeah. is, is absolutely amazing and, and you can watch things over and over again mm -hmm. um i watched uh when when we came back to work i, I managed to watch the dark knight yeah. on the big screen and it's a film i've seen 
I dread think how many times. Yeah, on the big screen. I saw it quite a few times as well. Yeah, I saw it in in like the old fashioned um, Science Center IMAX um, when it first came out. (laughs) So, um, and just remember that being a phenomenal experience. But even without that addition to it, the actual film itself still holds up and it Mm. doesn't feel like a long film. Uh, So I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed being able to watch that again. Um, just to touch on like the streaming services as well, um, and slightly handy because we delayed recording this by a couple of days because of my bad scheduling. Um, so yesterday, at the point of recording this, um, there's a new film came on to Netflix called uh, Project Power with uh, yes. uh, Jamie Jamie Fox and Jim. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, and. I absolutely loved it. Um, some of the Netflix stuff can be a little bit up and down, like with with their own films. Um, there's been some really good ones lately, but I know historically the trailers always look really good and the premise looks really good, and then it doesn't really deliver. But um, with Project Power, like some of the the, the special effects were absolutely mind blowing. They were so good, um, so I really thoroughly enjoyed sort of staying up way past my bedtime and watching that last night. So. <laughs> Um, and again on the Netflix theme um, I know before it came out Mike and I discussed Eurovision um, the <laughs> Will Ferrell film um, I don't know what your feelings on it were but I, I had very low expectations when I watched it but again I absolutely loved it it was so silly um, and with great music yeah. and um, is it Dan James that's um, in it as the as the Russian, yeah, and he's absolutely amazing. He just steals every scene, <laughs> and Will Ferrell savagely attacks any American in the film. Um, and it's it's you know another film I would definitely recommend, um, just because it's it's daft but it's really entertaining. I did love it. the The music video they released for it was just was a Volcano Man, absolutely amazing. Yeah. so I'm yeah. really looking forward to that, and it delivered. It was really good. Yeah, I think I love the bit with the elves as well. Um, <laughs> Is it, yeah, that's a, a very few strange moments, doesn't it? Really? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and whatever you do, play Ya Ya Ding Dong. Um, that's the, probably the, if you take nothing away from this podcast, play Ya Ya Ding Dong. I believe that's your ringtone now, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's it's everything. My, my entire playlist is just that on repeat. So, um, but yeah, it's just a good, fun film. And especially like, during like a period of lockdown where... You know, we weren't able to get out and, and do anything to have that sort of that sort of thing at your fingertips and have new content as well as just rewatching the stuff that we already know that we love. Um is has been an absolute lifesaver. So um so since this is our first episode, we wanted to talk about some of our favourite films. Um ideally it'd be great to pinpoint a top two or three. Um but I haven't tried to do this um recently. Um it's not the easiest thing to do and, and my mind changes like if you ask me today it'll be different if you ask me tomorrow um hopefully our friend tristian will be listening to this and i know i sent him some of my like my top three films uh a while back but i'm probably not going to mention any of those films now when we talk about it so um <clears throat> if i'm honest like an all-time top 20 would probably be quite tricky i could probably do my top 10 per genre um but it's um you know to actually try and pick you know and, and limit it down to like two or three films is probably impossible so we're going to adorn you with some of our cinematic highlights we'll call it rather than trying to be definitive with it so 
Mike, what's your first film recommendation? Well, the for number one, actually, this is quite easy because although it is almost impossible to list a top ten, as you say, it all depends on the genre and the mood that you're in at the time, I do have a favourite film of all time. So luckily I do have a number one, and it's the 1993 classic, Jurassic Park. Um, obviously you can't beat a bit of Spielberg, and that really is Spielberg at his best. I mean, it's got everything. It's got incredible action. It's got great funny moments. It's just a thrill ride from beginning to end um, so I think it helps that I saw it quite, uh, so young so it, it was all all young boys love dinosaurs obviously um, so then to have a film where you know the, the dinosaurs are there and they're real are absolutely incredible um, so yeah so Jurassic Park will always hold that special number one spot for me yeah I can't really disagree with you there um, I know I said earlier that it's not a prerequisite to be a big film fan to work in cinema but most of us love Jurassic Park, I think. Anybody um, that doesn't, they just don't get hired, do they? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's there's a certain line that we uh, mm-hmm. we struggle to cross. Um, I know, like my team, it's like their favourite film. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I went for my birthday a couple of years ago. Now, a lot of time is kind of irrelevant these days. I think so. I'm not sure if it was <laughs> last year or the year before. Um, I took my son to see it at Symphony Hall in Birmingham with a live orchestra. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? And it's it's breathtaking. I mean, that the music, you, you know, is, is just amazing. Like every like different version of it you get for, like throughout the film. Mm. Um, and again, like you say, it was 1993 that it came out, so it's quite an old film. Mm. But in terms of like the effects, especially like with the actual dinosaurs themselves, is you know it, it's mind blowing. It's so good. Um, so it's it's hard to kind of follow that with trying to pick out any of my favourite films. So oh, you should have gone first. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we should, I should have planned this out a little bit more. So, um, so I could follow up and say Jurassic Park three, but I think everyone would know Please that don't. I'm probably lying with that. So <laughs> they made a third one. <clears throat> apparently so. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just um, trying to dig that up. I can't remember. <laughs> it was the third. Um, yeah, the third one was one with the pterodactyls, wasn't it? When they went back to the island and mm. and I think the story is they ran out of budget at the end. So like the end of the film is quite weak, where they just get rescued off a beach and there's meant to, apparently there's meant to be more happening. Mm. Um, but that's only a rumor. Like I don't know if it's actually true or not. So. Um, but again, like effects-wise, it had its, it did have its moments. Um, it's like even in, in the Lost World, the bit with the the raptors in the long grass. Yeah, you know, like awesome. visually, that's amazing um, and scary as a as a, a, a younger person watching that, um, or as a grown adult watching that. So, <laughs> um, so for my first film, I was going to go with The Dark Knight, but I've already mentioned that. So, um, I thought I'd go. With another film that's sort of like from when I was a bit younger, um, and go with The Matrix. Oh, so I remember watching it at the cinema as I'm going to say I was 15 at the time. I'm pretty sure I was 15 at the time when I watched it at the cinema. So just, <laughs> let's hope so. Yeah, I'm big, big boned. So, uh, you know, I probably passed off as a little bit older back in the old days. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, from a from a storyline point of view, as well as the visual effects, like the, the sort of like the original bullet time. And the stuff they were doing there, um, it was state of the art. It was the first time you were seeing things. It's it's done quite a lot since, um, you know, in, in other films. So, um, but it's like Keanu Reeves sort of like becoming an action hero at that point, as well as apparently the nicest man in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I was absolutely blown away just by the the plot, the the way it was kind of interwoven, and sort of like the reveals of 
of how the world works and stuff like that. So, and again, it's something that I've watched. Uh, I think it was like an anniversary earlier this year. So um, that was shown again at the cinema. So I got to see it on the big screen again um, for the first time in a long time. And, and again, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, again, we won't talk about sequels so much. Um, mm -hmm. Although obviously there is a new a new Matrix film coming in the next year or so. Um, so hopefully that'll be more like the original Matrix than like the sequels. So, Mike, what have you got for your second recommendation? Uh, so my second one is actually very left field. Uh, it's, it wasn't a huge one as such, but it was uh, from 1997, and it was uh, As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson. I don't know if you've you seen that one. Yeah, it's a really good film with the OCD, and his yeah. dog develops the OCD this as well. It, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, at, at its heart, a love story between him and Helen Hunt, so um, a rom-com, but I think that one dwells more on the com rather than the rom, in my opinion, because it's Jack Nicholson, and you know, yeah. you stick him in a role like that, he's going to shine. Um, and it's just, I just absolutely love it. It's um, quite a long film, but it never feels it because it's just, I mean, I, I saw that quite young as well, so that probably helped. Um, but yeah, I've got a very soft spot for that. Some real laugh out loud moments. Uh, it's actually directed by James L. Brooks, who uh, is, well, best known for The Simpsons and one of a very few films that he's actually directed. Uh, but that one, yeah, I absolutely love that film. I could watch that anytime. And it's just such easy viewing. Um, so yeah, I think that would probably be my uh, number two. But again, with these lists changing, I must say it's really only Jurassic Park that always holds that top spot. Sometimes there are other films that would uh, slip into that number two space, uh, depending on moods and you know what yeah. what we're watching at the time. Um, yeah, that would be my second one. Yeah, I think um, like my list of two is probably about thirty-seven films long. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it is really difficult to try and pick out two films that um you know can comfortably talk about um and that people will you know hopefully want to watch um if, if you know if we remind you about them and <laughs> um you know i forcibly got some well subconsciously got someone to watch a specific ep episode of south park this week by uh by mentioning it repeatedly and uh, next time i saw them i watched that episode and it's relevant it's and it's inception. absolutely relevant as well as because it's, the, it's uh, yeah it's their version of inception so um it is really difficult and you can probably tell that i'm uh i'm, I'm sort of like trying to pass a bit of time now while I make my final decision because it's probably changed four times while we've been talking about this so um you know I kind of want to go with something a bit different a little bit silly so like you know I'm thinking about films um another film that I know me and Mike have both discussed a lot in the past is In Bruges oh, yeah um but that's not gonna be my choice because I think we should probably do that on a separate thing um and just try and do a whole like like a talk through of that but without swearing well, I was going to say are we going to have to have parental probably... advice at the beginning I think so really yeah I think it. definitely yeah so um, <laughs> might have two versions of that podcast yeah yeah we'd have like a 30 second version that's clean <laughs> and um, and a three hour version um, with dialogue involved so um, but yeah it is really difficult so I'm going to go with Iron Man um, so it was the like this the, the real start of the MCU before there was really an MCU. Um, I think as an origin story, it was really, really good. It, it's not that action-packed for an action film because it's more about sort of like the, the journey that Tony Stark takes. And like, I think Robert Downey Jr.'s performance is amazing, yeah. especially as he was kind of like, I think, box office poison at that point um, before doing Iron Man. And now he's probably one of the most in-demand actors um, around. So... Um, but yeah, it was, it was sort of like, like I say, it was the start of the MCU. I'm a massive Marvel fan, as the course of these podcasts will probably bring that to light quite a little bit. Um, 
but yeah again like special effects wise it was really good story wise was really good and you kind of get to the end of it and you are left wanting a lot more um, on a personal note as well that was the first point of going out as like a family with my stepkids as well so you know it's got a certain you know personal appeal to it as well Okay, and now for some film news. Um, it's the most exciting film news. Uh, the majority of cinemas now reopened, which is you know great news for us and also for our lovely customers. Uh, I'm sure they've been waiting a long time and were as excited as we were. Um, so with the majority now open and the rest due to opening the coming weeks, we've all got this exciting build-up now to some uh, big releases for the rest of the year. Um, so Matt, if you want to run through a couple of the ones that we're most looking forward to. Yeah, so obviously so on the immediate horizon, um, Tenet is coming out on the 26th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it, it feels like we've waited a long time for it because obviously it's been pushed back a couple of times and, and you know, mostly because we've been like cinemas have been closed. Um, but you know we're really happy that it's getting a big screen release. Um, it looks phenomenal based on the trailers. Don't ask me what hap- what's going on in it. I don't have a clue. Yeah, you and just can't tell at all, can you? No, and I, re- and I really hope it takes like three or four watches to actually understand it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first couple of times you can watch it and just enjoy it for what it is, and then maybe the penny will drop or or not. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> it's part of its charm. Exactly, yeah. and it, you know, it's something that will keep people coming back as well and and um, and watching it again and again. So, um, and then moving away from Tenet. Um, we have got New Mutants eventually coming out to the cinema in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but then jump forward to October uh, and we start getting some of the big releases that have been moved back through the year. So on the 2nd of October, Wonder Woman 1984 is hitting the cinemas. Um, it looks phenomenal. Wonder Woman's up there with the definitely among the, the top two or three of the DC Universe films. Um and this one looks fantastic with a big like '80s soundtrack, '80s style to it. Um, you know, it could be cheesy and fun, and 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 again, based on the trailer, it looks like there's so much going on. Um, sticking with the comic book superheroes and specifically female comic book superheroes, uh, on the 28th of October, uh, Black Widow is uh, is coming out as well. So that's the next um, MCU film. Uh, obviously, not going to spoil Endgame if you haven't seen it, but it's an interesting choice to go with Black Widow. So it's a bit of uh, a, a prequel or a, a backstory to her character. Uh, it's also got Florence Pugh um, as as another female warrior in the film and then the sister of Black Widow. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot going for it. Uh, it's also the guy from Stranger Things, uh, Hopper, is is in it as well as, as a, a Russian former superhero. So, you know, I think there'll be a lot of laughs and, and a lot of sort of like insane action in that as well. Um, and then arguably... Hopefully, the biggest film of the year, maybe. Um, it's coming out then on the 12th of November. And that's the latest James Bond, No Time to Die. Very exciting. Yeah, I mean, this was due to come out right at the start of um, of sort of like when the pandemic really, really took control. Um, so it's been pushed back to much later in the year. Although, ironically, it's to the sort of like the traditional Bond release window. So... Um, so it's quite strange that it's actually gone back to where we would have maybe expected it to come out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks amazing. Um, I think it's Daniel Craig's last Bond film as well. So, um, I'm hopefully he's going to want to sign off on, you know, on something massive. Uh, and if if previous releases or anything to go by, you know, it's definitely going to be a big cinematic experience. 
And then just looking slightly beyond that, um, the latest Disney Pixar film Soul uh, comes out on the 27th of November. And looking at the trailers and the, and the soundtrack for this film, it looks really, really good. And, and with most of these sort of Disney Pixar films, it will probably be really good fun, really heartwarming, and probably carry quite a, a deep message with it as well. So um, it's definitely plenty to look forward to. And that's just up until the end of November. And then there's plenty more beyond that. And then obviously into 2021, there's a bit of a backlog of films. So, you know, there's there's going to be tons to to get out to the cinema um you know to enjoy that experience you know big screens of sound fresh popcorn anything you want from your cinema experience so uh, what are you looking forward to most mike uh well initially tenet i can't wait i don't know if you've seen uh in in the re-release we've currently got of inception have you seen the featurette that's at the beginning the nine minute featurette about tenet? no not yet Definitely i'll, um, I'll add that watch. to my uh, my watch list for the next few days you must and all the more reason to book a ticket to go and see Inception on the big screen. So there's a nine minute featurette and it's just showing you the making of Tenet and nearly every effect in it was practical. It's absolutely incredible. Mm. I think um, Christopher Nolan recently said in an interview that uh, Tenet has less um, special effects work than your average rom-com. He's obviously a big fan of going for practical effects, always has been, but he really takes it to a new level in this one. Um, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm sure it is in the trailer. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm positive it is in the trailer. Uh, this featurette shows a huge section where a plane uh, can be seen crashing from the tarmac into the building at the airport, all real. They purchased a plane, they loaded it with explosives, they built a fake mm. terminal, and they just crashed a plane into a terminal. That's amazing. And, but, you know, it's, and you've got all of the um, actors saying that he's such an inspiration to work with Christopher Tennant because his passion just comes through and that he wants it to be as real as possible. Um, so I'm very, very excited for that. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with you on that, especially with like the, the visual effects, because um, one of the other films I could have cho- chosen as my recommendations would be uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm. Because uh, obviously Tom Cruise is a little bit insane, um, oh, yes. but, but he likes <laughs> to do everything for real. Yeah, of course. And it comes across in those films that you, you know when you know that they're actually really like speeding along on motorbikes and jumping out of things. And mm. um, and I know what he's got. There's, there's some of the stuff they've got planned for the next few films as well. They they they're taking their time to make sure they can do everything like for genuine, mm. and and it does come across because like you can spot. Even good CGI, you can spot it on the yeah. big screen. So, um, but yeah, so you know the fact that Tenet's going to have a lot of you know primarily all real stunts and real action, you know, it's going to really add to the experience. And I think that also added going back to your first choice. I think that was what made the original, the first Matrix, so good. There was so much more practical effects in that, certainly than compared to the the sequels, which were groundbreaking at the time for the visual effects they mm. used but haven't dated too well yeah uh, i mean you look at the the big standout scene from the first matrix where he goes backwards the, uh, the making of that it was actual cameras all around and they just it sort of took photographs and went around them um you know amazing you just don't get things like that done anymore yeah uh, so much so to see it coming up in tenet with visual uh, actual uh, practical effects again very excited for that uh that should be fantastic and then my other one that i've that I'm most looking forward to would be Bond. I'm a big Bond fan anyway. Um, and I think that's probably good with you and me because we've got the balance there because you are a big comic book fan yeah. film. Um, whilst I do enjoy them, they're not actually one of my favourite genres. Um, so I think if I ask you what you're looking forward to most, I'm going to guess. <laughs> I, th- I think I can guess what yours will be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm possibly looking forward more to Wonder Woman than I am to Black Widow. Right. Which maybe in the past I wouldn't have said because I've always been, you know, Marvel boy, you know, it's like, <laughs> um, but with the DC films, so like since Wonder Woman, 
like Shazam and Aquaman are right up there with my favorite sort of comic book adapted films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not great, but they're really good fun. And I think that's sort of like what sets them aside. You know, they're, they're a little bit tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit cheesy. Um, Zachary Levy in Shazam and then Jason Momoa in, in Aquaman, you know, they're, they're, they look like they had fun making it. You get that impression. And, and again, that comes across on the screen as well. And like they are, I think I described like Aquaman to someone when I watched it first as, as being ba- it's basically like an Indiana Jones film or like what the original mummy film. <laughs> um, they're just fun adventures. Yep. So, um, and the first Wonder Woman film was good. And the fact this one's going to be cheesy in eighties makes it even better. Uh, and Gal Gadot is a reason to watch any film most <laughs> of the time. So, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's probably those two films. Um, but I am excited about Bond because it does look phenomenal. Um, and I am really excited about Tenet uh, as well, because I fully expect to come out a bit confused, but that's a good thing in, uh, with, with a film like this. So, um, and then obviously, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about next year. Um, but, you know, like with Fast and Furious next year, like the, you know, the, the new Marvel stuff that's coming as well, like with the different stories, you know, moving into into the new phase with a lot of different things happening. Um, you know, that's all, all good to look forward to. So, um, you know, and even stuff like A Quiet Place 2 has been pushed into next year now. So I only recently watched the first one because I'm a bit of a wuss and I don't really do anything remotely <laughs> scary. So but I recently watched the first one and and really, really liked it as yeah, as much as my scaredness could balance it. So so yeah, so th- there's a lot of stuff that is like, you know worthwhile coming to the cinema to see and, and having that, you know, shared reaction as well by being in a screen full of people and, and sharing that moment. So um so yeah, so it's gonna be hopefully a busy six to 12 months for us now so um and you know get everything back everyone back into the swing of things get people coming back to the cinema um and, and enjoying that experience mm. yeah it's uh, certainly um an exciting next few months and then it should be a phenomenal year next year as you say with the amount of films that have been pushed to 2021 we are gonna be i think we're gonna be busy most weeks <laughs> yeah yeah all being well yeah it's, yeah. Uh, it's nothing worse than, than not having anything to do as the last four months have uh have, mm. have proven really absolutely hmm so that's it for our first episode uh thank you for listening in uh we'll be back soon with our next one um please leave us comments or get in touch with us via twitter so we're at mike and matt movies on twitter um we're also in the process of setting up like a facebook page as well so again if you search for matt and mike movies you'll get like the shell of uh, of a facebook page on there but hopefully that'll be filled up soon with lots of film news trailers um anything we can find to share on there so um so again big thank you from me And a big thank you and a goodbye from me as well. Thank you.